edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series. We are again live here from our podcast studio at Shop Talk 2019. And we're here as always to discuss the technologies, the companies, and the people that we believe are shaping the evolution of retail. Of course, first, we'd like to give a nod to our sponsors, Market Beyond. Market Beyond provides Fortune 500 brands and online retailers with actionable insights that optimize e-commerce inefficiencies at the product level. Their unique technology employs advanced machine learning and AI across billions of online shopping journeys, correcting deficiencies in product assortments, pricing models, website traffic, and other conversion factors. And of course, ensuring growth in both revenue and market share. If you're interested to learn more, visit them at themarketbeyond.com or visit their booth here at ShopTalk in booth number 2529. And also our sponsor, Moz. Moz is the most trusted authority in online search with powerful SEO and local search platforms that improve the position of your brand, locations, and competitive rank in search results. Now we're excited today because we are turning our spotlight on a company called Uptoro. And we are joined today by Uptoro's Senior Vice President of E-Commerce, Larissa Summers. Larissa, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for asking us to be here. Absolutely. We've been excited. Uh, we, we've been um, thinking about returns a lot. Uh, we just uh, put out a piece about you know, what's happening in the, in the world of, of returns as far as um, you know, places like TJ Maxx and how they're dealing with that inventory. And so we're really excited to kind of hear the founding story of Optoro and, and kind of the need that you saw in the marketplace. So maybe let's start there with you know, how, how did Optoro come to be and, um, and how are you involved there? Yeah, well, Optoro came to be, our founders are a couple of childhood friends in the Washington oh, DC really? area. Actually, they've known each other since they were little. Okay. And when they were coming out of college and they were trying to figure out what to do with their lives, one of them had already started this small kind of eBay reselling business okay. in Georgetown. Hmm. And the other friend said, hey, you know, let's maybe try to scale that and see what we can do here. So they started just helping people sell on eBay. Hmm. And being the entrepreneurs they are and following kind of where the next progression lied, they started helping local businesses sell on eBay. And then they started helping national businesses sell on eBay. And they stumbled into this huge problem that exists in retail of returns coming back in at huge volumes and so many don't know what to do with those goods. And so, you know, many, many years later now as Optoro, we've raised a lot of money. UPS took a strategic investment in us, and we're really helping solve this at a massive scale. Yeah, so you mentioned something there, because there's an interesting data point, and, and, and you caught our eyes last year when you had a huge funding round. What, uh, what was it, uh, $75 million or something back yep. in? Yep, that's right. Oh, back in the later part of last year. And because this whole idea of re-commerce is really interesting, and there's some interesting statistics for the, for the listeners. Like, I don't think people really understand this, but generally speaking, 30% of all business done online is returned. Yeah. And, and in stores, that number is only about 8 to 9%. Yeah. So there's a tremendous amount of activity here as we're having this digital shift. So, yeah, so how do you guys, tell us more, like in, in more detail, how do you guys fit into that picture? Well, it's so funny because as, as I'm talking to you and as I talk to a lot of people about returns, it's one of those things that people don't think about. Right. You just return stuff and it really doesn't occur to you what happens with those goods coming back in. But once you learn a little bit and you start peeling back that those layers, people get really fascinated by, wait, where do these things go? Mm -hmm. And the sad reality is in a lot of cases they get thrown in landfills. And mm. so Optoro's entire mission, honestly, is to reduce waste in the industry. Financial okay. waste for the retailers, but also environmental waste. And so as we endeavor to do that, we really try to find the next best home for that good. And we use major data analytics, data science to power decisions to decide where that good should end up. 
Sometimes that ends up back in the consumer's hands through e-commerce uh, sites that we run called Blink. Um, and we sell them back into the community. And so people can actually save items from landfill and get a great deal. And a lot of times these things are brand new and haven't even been opened. Really? Yes. Wow. So give us some salient anecdotes, maybe if you can, about exactly you know, how that works and what you're talking about in terms of those consumer interactions or the interactions you have acquiring that inventory. So we'll partner with a really big retailer. Okay. And they can either send the returns just straight to us or we can install our software in their warehouses or in their stores. Okay. And then we make an really? instant decision. We'll, we'll hand their, their associates a handheld and say, just scan the item, scan the UPC, and our handheld will tell you exactly what to do with it. Put it in one of a few bins, and then those bins can come to Optoro's warehouse in our facility, and then we can those, resell those goods back into the marketplace. Yeah. And so that's how, you know, going to Blink.com, you're actually directly accessing returns from retailers that we're handling and then selling back to you. Interesting. So you've got basically, like you said before, kind of rooted in data as these retailers have products, they're scanning them, there's something data or systematically saying, okay, here's how you want to dispose of that product or what disposition you should put that product in. In real time. In real time, okay. Mm -hmm. Wow, and then you're probably pooling that data across a collection of retailers as well because you know the, the idiosyncrasies of all those different products. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fascinating, fascinating. So you mentioned, you mentioned, what was the word you said? Blink, so what is, what is that? Blink is a site you can go to and buy some of these products. We have everything from iPads to Beats by Dre to Sennheiser headphones to clothing and apparel. We have Tory Burch on the site. Um, basically anything <laughs> you can imagine that would be in a department store or in a big box retailer is available for sale on Blink at great deals. Um, and then you feel good about it because you're also saving it from ending up somewhere it shouldn't. Wow. And so generally, gen what are the prices there generally? Like, is it, you know, pretty competitive? And then you probably, I'm assuming you get some pretty good deals on some things then. We actually have a best price guarantee. So if you find our goods lower anywhere else with, you know, a set of retailers, we'll match that price. But generally speaking, you don't have to do that because we're already discounting them in a really kind of healthy way. You're so right. you're getting a great deal. Um, some of the goods are brand new. A lot of them are. Some of them just the box has been opened and then the good was taken out, put back in box is closed, you're saving, you're saving 80% on that. Mm. So it's really kind of a you know great place to go to, to save money, check it out, and things that you would normally already be buying. So what happens upstream then before the products get on the site? Like how are you validating or vetting the products that come back and deciding you know exactly, okay, these are the right things to put on you know online and at what price? Like how does that all work? We have people who test and grade each piece of inventory before it goes back online to sell to the consumer. So we stand behind them. We have a, we, funny enough, people laugh at this. Well, you can return a return. So we have a 30-day return policy on Blink. And that those goods can come back to us. If they do come back to us, you know, we may take it out of circulation at that point if we understand what happened. But generally speaking, yeah, um, you know, it's just a full e-commerce experience like anywhere else. It's just the inventory is so unique. And it's coming from such a unique place. Mm -hmm. So who, who then essentially is your competitive set then as you think about this? Like in, as the consumer's in this mindset, who are you really competing with then on this kind of re-commerce market? Honestly, I think we're competing with just people knowing that we exist. Okay. I think there's not a lot Biggest of awareness, awareness. Okay. about this space and re-commerce in general and Blink in, you know, specifically. But a lot of our shoppers shop at places like TJ Maxx or mm -hmm. Marshalls or even you know, Costco. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, 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 they're thrifty, they're smart, they're savvy shoppers. And once they find out about a site like Blink and what it represents and why we're doing what we're doing, they become a little bit more enamored with shopping that way. Mm -hmm. And it's something that they then check out more routinely. And how have you been telling that story? Yeah. How have you been trying to go to, directly to the consumer audience? 
Well, we are really active in social media, so check out our Instagram page, for okay. example. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the environmental benefits hmm. of shopping with a site like Blink, the impacts of returns on the in the industry, and also we're curating and cultivating some really great products for people to buy. We just have a whole new health and beauty um, merchandised page that launched the other week. Wow. There's a lot of great bare mineral stuff in there. Sure. There's some, um, you know, Michael Kors stuff in there. Yeah. So there's a lot of compelling stuff that we're just trying to push out to people and let them know that we're there. That's really interesting. I mean, so I'm curious, yeah, I never even thought we'd go in that direction in, in this interview. But yeah, how are you? So we talk about social commerce a lot, like, and just the act of discovery. And there's probably some really cool things to discover in terms of what you guys are doing, almost that kind of treasure hunt thing with some of those, you know, other companies that you mentioned. So yeah, how are you leveraging, say, you know, to finer detail, like the Instagrams and the Facebooks and the social media platforms where people can try to discover these products? We're, you know, even though we're like data driven and we're in returns, like we're a very modern company. Right. And so my social media gal, she's phenomenal. She believes in our mission. She really is aligned with our mission. And she's a natural in terms of her abilities on social media. And so to her, creating this content, partnering with influencers is like a super fun mission driven job she has. And she's doing a phenomenal job. And so, you know, we're just doing what any other e-commerce company like right. here at the show is doing right. in terms of social marketing, content creation, partnering with influencers in the, in the industry and trying to really get our story out there. Wow. And, and so, okay, so, so that's on the consumer side of this. Let's shift gears a little bit. So then there's a business side of it too. Yeah. So there's another, another thing called bulk as well. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, bulk is super fun and interesting because um, not every good will go back to a consumer. Sometimes we'll bulk them okay. <laughs> into groups of um, that we call lots, and you can buy yeah. like a case on bulk. So okay. you can actually become a reseller and make some supplemental income on the side by buying these boxes, buying these cases, going through the box, and then reselling those goods either on eBay, hmm. in your local community, people would resell on Facebook, hmm. and they're actually just creating new revenue streams for mm -hmm. themselves and their families. Mm. And so bulk customers are 100% entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They're hustlers and they're proud of that term. <laughs> you know, they're hustling oh, and they're yeah, making money on the too. side. Absolutely. And you know, it's just like, a, it's a really interesting space and we spend a lot of time with that community. Um, and we partner with them to make sure our offering is matching what they need in their life. And what, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's, it's interesting because those people were going to like flea markets or something yeah. now, and now they've, in, I mean, or where else were they going? Or how are they handling bulk product sales before you guys came along? Well, a lot of them start by literally getting in their car, driving to Target or driving to any retailer in their area yeah. and they shop the clearance mm -hmm, section. Mm -hmm. And they're finding those deals that are too good to be true because they are. And they buy them and they know they're gonna make a profit by reselling them. Mm -hmm. So it's called retail arbitrage. Mm -hmm. They start out doing that. And what's great about Bulk is, you know, we have a mobile app, they can source on the go, we list new inventory three times a day, they can set preferences. So instead of getting in the car and driving store to store, mm -hmm. they just set up alerts and when inventory matches what they look when they want, they know it and they buy it off mm -hmm. bulk, shipped directly to their house, they don't have to get out of the house, mm -hmm. and they can start making money. You can start making money in three days mm -hmm. because that the box will be delivered to you and you can start, you know, flipping it when That's you're ready. Cool. Quickly, are there specific product categories that work on both the Blink and the Bulk site, say better than others? Like, does it lend itself to certain types of products or, or, or not? No, it's really all different types of products. On the Bulk side, it's all different types of conditions. Okay. There are people who specifically buy 
salvage inventory for parts and they know how to turn that into dollars. And you know, that's an expertise that people develop. So you know, some of them are really into electronics and like salvaging parts out of electronics. Other people do apparel really well hmm. and they have you know, buyers for apparel and so they're sourcing apparel. So people tend to specialize in certain categories and then try to source as much inventory to match that need as they can to maximize their profit. Hmm. So wow, so I gotta imagine this is, I mean, Anne, I don't know what you think here, but like, I gotta imagine this, this the activity here has just gotta be heating up. So you have just the fact of returns being a common fact of life in digital. Yeah. And, but then you also have all these retailers going out of business, right? Yeah. Does, has that been impacting your, your business as well? Like, are you seeing more activity on that side of things as say, you know, different retailers start to kind of slough off and kind of go away or have more difficult times? Well, I suppose if they had worked with Optoro, they would have done a little <laughs> bit better. <laughs> Post back. Manage the yeah. financial losses right. they were incurring. No. Um, no, I mean, I think, you know, liquidation of major retail change is a, is a thing. But real, really, we're a lot more focused on creating sustainable business practices that are eliminating the waste. And that means a lot of times retailers are going to save a lot of money compared to their current and standard processes. Mm -hmm. And that's really where we're focused. So talk to us about how a retailer gets onboarded right. with you or how they bring Octoro into their business. Yeah, well, you know, if anyone listening is interested, they can go to optoro.com and fill out, you know, a form. Um, and then one of our sales team will be in contact with them and they'll start to do an assessment, you know, have a conversation. What are they doing today? What's working? What's not working? Are they doing anything? I mean, in some cases, these retailers are caught by surprise at the volume coming back in and they're just trying to stop the bleeding. And so they, they're looking to us for, for some significant help and education on how they even should be thinking about solving it. Other retailers might be incredibly sophisticated and they just need some tweaks with our data science and our kind of data powered approach that'll get even more, you know, um, a few more pennies off mm. um, the, the, the deal. So, it, you know, we'll work with anybody at any stage of their evolution when it comes to their returns. How long does it, what does a typical implementation look like? Like how long does it take to say go from, hey, let's start that conversation to, hey, okay, let's get something off the ground or even, you know, ideally what you'd like to get off the ground with say a retailer? You know, it, we can make a decision um, very quickly to start just sending inventory our way. Okay. You know, so we can have an agreement signed very quickly and inventory can start coming to us. Typically though, you know, there's a lot of research we need to do together with our retail partners to understand how they're doing things today and where they need to mm -hmm. change. So I wouldn't advocate like the quick fix. I would advocate, let's do the research, let's kind of understand your needs mm -hmm. and then craft a program that really matches what you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gotta imagine with retailers with stores, there's a lot of operational things to consider and dynamics there, is yes. that true? Yeah. Yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Make sure you're deploying the solution in the right way. You know, one thing we hear with retailers, especially in this reverse space, it has to be easy for them. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to be easy and something that they can really implement that doesn't take 18 months. Mm -hmm. the, dis the discovery may take months, but the actual like come into our store and solve this for us or it's solve this type of inventory flow for us has to happen pretty easily and pretty quickly and so that's what we're focused on. How many, what's the dynamic, that's interesting too, like what's the dynamic around like say product size of the types of things that are coming back and how does that impact what you guys do and, and how you think about things? Um, well, you know, shipping is <laughs> definitely an interesting uh, word in retail. Right. Um, 
And so, yeah, size, sizing matters, you know, but um, again, we can work with people out of their stores, out of their existing facilities so that we're not transporting things around too many times, particularly if they're large format. But so no limitations then in like no. size of what gets returned. You can no. really handle all of oh, that's impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So what's next for you guys? Where, do you, as you think to the, you've got these plat great platforms stood up again, blink and bulk, both with a Q at the end. Yeah. What's next? Like what's, what's 2019 look like as you guys think about 2020, where are you guys going as a company? Well, you know, we just came out of this new fundraising, so we're hiring if anyone's listening and wants awesome. to, uh, you great. know, work in sales and business development, <laughs> product management, technology. All our ears are wide open for people who want to help solve this problem with us, you know, and it's a it's an area that's been undervalued, mm -hmm. underfunded. And, you know, we're really excited to try to figure this out and really maximize the value we're generating for our clients. Mm -hmm. And so. Um, what's next is just keep growing and keep having these conversations, keep getting our name mm -hmm. out there and, and talking to as many retailers as we can to help solve this for, with them and for them. Yeah, hopefully those people that are listening because it's a hot space. I mean, yeah. this, this space is only going to get bigger. The other thing we always talk about too is the return space is really interesting from a f legacy bricks and mortar perspective because it's actually something that brings you into a store, but mm -hmm. retailers need to think more about how do I use that as a competitive point of differentiation versus as a place that I look at as a, as a cost center basically. Companies that, you know, and you hear it at this show so many times, but yeah, if it look, the customer had a problem, they want to return something, make that, enable that, yeah. bring them back in, mm -hmm. solve that problem for them, take that good back, sell them the right thing, you know, mm -hmm. get them what they needed, mm -hmm. build that relationship. And if you have these types of tools to, from which to do that, you know, you're going to have a chance of, you know, getting more customers in your door and keeping the ones you've already had. Mm -hmm. There's a stat that says that, you know, 97% of people, you know, will make a purchasing decision based on a, re a retailer's return policy. Like, 100%. I might not even buy from yeah. you yeah. if I don't know your return policy and I'm worried you won't be nice to me right. if something goes wrong. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is a competitive differentiation. Companies that lean into that are going to have the success. Yeah, I bet if you could figure out the math on the lifetime value of a customer, making the return process really easy, yeah. given everything that's out there from the technology perspective, has to make a has to make a big difference. Yeah. Well, awesome. That is cool. This is a super cool company for those listening. Uh, it's one to keep an eye on, one hundred percent. So we got to get you out of here on this, though. It's our favorite game. How millennial are you? So are you ready? I'm ready. She's ready. She's <laughs> I'm closing my eyes. I'm ready. Closing her eyes. This is great for those listening yeah. at home. Um, and you want to take her through it? I do. So we uh, ask a series of questions, Larissa, that are just a fun way to kind of see how curious and open-minded and how millennial um, our guests are. So <laughs> not to judge your age. I can't not wait. To, not to yes, not I to judge wait. by any means. Just curiosity. Um, so let's start with this one. When the option is available, are you paying with a mobile payment, Samsung Pay or Apple Pay, or are you pulling out your credit card? I use my Apple Watch when I can. Oh, the Apple Watch. I That's the first watch it drop. Out of nowhere, Apple Watch. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. We haven't You're had the a first watch one drop. who's paid by Apple Watch. So I love I it. I mean, I think you won How Millennial Are You? <laughs> Bam. Yeah, exactly. Done. Yeah. Don't get cocky. You got uh, two more questions. Yeah, right. more no. How does that work? So tell us, because we actually haven't heard that. So just for the listeners, like you just kind of put your watch up against the NFC reader yes. on, on the station and boom. Yeah, you're done. I mean, like instead of your phone with mm -hmm. Apple Pay, it's your watch and you just hover it over the thing. Thing, and it's magical and when you do it and people are in line behind you and they see what just happened inevitably it takes me five extra minutes to get out of that store yeah. because they want to know what happened how did you do that what's yeah. going on so it's 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 nerdy yeah you're like walking fun. on water at the grocery I store am. Yeah, <laughs> that's, super cool at that point yeah, that's awesome all right question two all right how many times in the last week have you ordered coffee or food uh, via an app in the last week 
I have not done that at all in the last week. Whoa. Ooh, she's sliding. Yeah. Backslide. Well, I'm a late arrival to the Starbucks app. Okay. Okay. I but have just you got it. I, okay. I arrived like right. a month ago. This is like way like three years, five years late probably. Okay. And I used it a couple times, but I have to keep refilling the card. Mm. And then I feel like compelled to go to Starbucks in mm. an unhealthy way. And I'm mm. thinking, this is f- like, well done Starbucks. Yeah. You're addiction. making yeah. me go there a lot, but I'm like, this might, I need to pull back. So I did pull back. So I'm, I'm trying not to use it actually. Okay, so, okay. But since so no food delivery orders, you know, that type of thing. Oh, does Uber Eats count? Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, I did that twice yeah. last night. All right, there we I go. Did, I did that twice well, last night. Well, late safe, late safe. Late safe. Late safe. Yes. Late safe. I was thinking awesome. like apps and coffee. Yeah, I wasn't thinking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All the food too, yeah. I'm more millennial than I realize. You are. You actually are. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think for this last one, we might already know the answer. I think we did our earlier conversation, but last question is, if you could only use one social app, what would it be and why? I sure, I, I bet a lot of people say this. I love Instagram. I love it so much. Yeah. I um, like, I love photography. I love how clever people can be. Some, you know, I just, I love it. I'm obsessed a little bit. I would get rid of Facebook and keep Instagram in a second, although they're the same company, so I don't know that that's actually meaningful. Yeah, yeah. we figured you were going to say that, right? right? Yeah, I mean, based on the previous conversation, that makes a ton of sense. Seems like yeah. you're a merchant at heart, too. That's yeah. one thing I love about uh, I love about this conversation, just sitting next to you. You can feel kind of just the intuitive sense of merchandising. And bringing that into the return space in and of itself is inherently awesome. Mm-hmm. So kudos how, to you. How fun. I know. Yeah. It's different, which is what we like. Yeah. yeah. I think you did pretty well. I got to tell you, you're probably in the top 10% with the watch which the, with the yeah. watch drop. So, Absolutely. you know, pretty good stuff here. So. I feel proud of myself. Thank you. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So, hey, again, Larissa, thanks for doing this. Again, Larissa Summers from Optoro. Again, if they want to find out more about, if listeners want to find out more about Optoro, where should they go? Go to optoro.com or just find me on LinkedIn and I'll connect you to the right person. And then Blink and Bulk are B-L-I-N-Q. Q and B-U-L-Q. Yeah. Definitely got to check those out yeah. as well. So, so thanks for being with us today. We really appreciate the time. Learned a ton. Thanks as well, of course, to our sponsors, Market Beyond and Moz for Shop Talk. For Anne, for me, to all of you out there, be careful out there.